Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and happy holiday to you wherever you may be. Uh, today is Columbus Day, and I realize that a lot of people are listening to the Bottom Line Show today who uh, you're out of your regular routine. We hear from a lot of people who say, I listen in the car on the way home from work. Um, or by the way, to pick up kids from school or whatever. And so if you are in a different place listening to us, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're out of your regular routine and had a chance to tune in for the first time, thanks for tuning in as well. Um, today is a special day because obviously with the holiday, we're going to take a look. We'll do an analysis, balance, and clarity segment on the, uh, the legacy of Christopher Columbus, why so many people feel compelled to celebrate this day, and why a number of people, a growing number of people, are looking at the holiday and asking the question, is it really worth celebrating? And I, and I don't say that to try to stir anything up, but rather just to say, hey, can we do a little bit of what we call analysis, balance, and clarity here on the program where we do dig as much, dig as deeply as we can. Not trying to, we're not, please know that when we do an ABC segment, and ABC DE is where it actually goes, so analysis, balance, clarity, discernment, edification. Analysis is get as much information as you possibly can uh, that gives you as much knowledge as you can. Balance, make sure it comes from different sides. It's not just all the Fox News silo or the CNN silo. Uh, clarity, then kind of sort through and create your Venn diagram. What are the constants in the story narrative? And then the discernment, okay, how do I apply this? This is the wisdom part. You know, not data that leads to information that's where a lot of people live. Just give me the facts, give me the numbers, tell me the, the deets, as they say, or the details. What do I need to know? And then I just kind of memorize it, regurgitate it, and move on. That's how a lot of young people get through their educational experience, unfortunately, these days. And you can see it's in the way they consume their news and the way they um, you know, study and think deeply or not deeply about their faith, etc. Once you have the discernment to kind of make the right decision, you then have been edified and you can edify others. And so that's the whole reason we do these things. And please know, I early on when the Bottom Line show started, I remember c putting an article together, putting a story together, maybe having a call-in segment ready and saying, here, basically, I know where this segment's going to go. You know, I mean, I know that um, uh, it, it's going to head in a certain direction, and it's my job to keep it, you know, on the rails within the lanes, but let's give people an opportunity to kind of learn and grow. And it wasn't until we did a piece there was a young woman by the name of Brittany Maynard. You may remember this story. This is back in 2014, I believe. And she was a young gal from the Bay Area who had been diagnosed with, I believe, a metastatic form of breast cancer, at stage four, terminal. There was nothing the doctors really could do for her except keep her comfortable until she passed away or try some radical surgery and radiation and chemo. And she started in on that process, and she didn't, really like what it was doing to her. I mean, being 29 or however old she was, she didn't like what she was doing to her parents, uh, didn't like the way she felt, and she basically decided, I want to end it. And enter an organization called uh, Compassion and Choices, uh, used to be called the Hemlock Society. They're basically an assisted suicide foundation that was trying to build sympathy and support for assisted suicide. And they took her on as a client. She moved to Oregon, where it was legal to end your life, and decided to, and she kind of chronicled it. They paid her expenses. I think she and her husband got a certain wage for it before she was scheduled to end her life. And at the same time, there was a Christian woman, a pastor's wife by the name of Kara Tippetts. I don't know if you remember that name. Um, I had the privilege of interviewing Kara 
while she was battling breast cancer. It, it was one of those things where she had written a book and she was doing some publicity for it. And if you dig deep into the archives, I don't know how far back our archives go these days because we've been at this is our 12th year, but Kara Tippett's in our conversation, she was literally saying to Brittany Maynard, I've never met you, but we have the exact same diagnosis. We have the same kind of cancer. Kara uh, had a husband and four children, and she was fighting valiantly not only to, uh, to finish well, but to beat this thing if that's what God had in store for her. And Kara uh, wound up fighting bravely before losing her battle. Um, but I remember after I recorded the interview with her, we had to record because we couldn't do it live. She was you know, kind of up and down with chemo treatment. Then we came on the air. And I asked Bottom Line Show listeners, okay, what do you think? If you were one of Brittany Maynard's friends, the one who wants to end her life, and she said, I want to be surrounded by family and friends, playing my favorite songs, et cetera, et cetera. And they invited you to come and be a part of this ceremony, as it were. Would you go? And I thought, okay, well, for sure, no one's going to go and support an assisted suicide, right? I mean, that's just, that made perfect sense. So I think I kind of went in with a preconceived notion that the majority of you, as bottom line listeners, would call in and say, no, not at all. And the first couple people said, no, this is crazy. I mean, you know, you're a child of God, and I'm a pro-lifer, and why would you end someone's life? And then a woman called, about the third call in, and she said, you know what, yeah, I would go. And I asked her, well, why would you go to this basically assisted suicide. She said, well, what happens if she changes her mind? And I thought, oh, that's great insight. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through her. And we, that it changed the whole tone of the conversation. More and more people saying, yeah, I would be there and I would be praying. And I mean, I'm not injecting the final injection, so it's not like I'm ending her life. This is a decision that she's made. But what happens if she's surrounded by people who all have that same mentality? Kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. And she changes her mind and she just needs one person to say, you know what, if you want to stop this process right now and you want to live, I'm here for you and I will help you. And it really did change, I mean, a lot of things, I think, for the program. So when we do an analysis, balance and clarity segment or whatever, that's really where we're going in now. It's okay. Here's the issue. Here's the research that I've done. Let's follow it until we get to the end. If you were listening to Friday's program, uh, Jerry B. Jenkins was on with me, and uh, Jerry's a novelist par excellence, and he said, "What he said, there are there are novelists who are are writers who you know are they're they're kind of strategizers, they're planners, and they, then he said there are people who are pantsers who are literally, as he put it, right by the seat of your pants. He said, I basically create a character and create a scenario, and then I'm watching you know to see what happens he said if there's a character in one of his stories who who winds up losing their life for example um people will write to him and say why did you let him die and he said i didn't let him die i was just there to report on what happened i mean you know, this is this is the way the story goes but when we look at things like the founding of america you know the columbus day holiday and things like that i think we can look objectively at what stories we've been told because we've all you know have different backgrounds coming into this and then say okay let's take a look at this there are some people who are pushing for you know this this whole let's remove the name columbus because it's racist somehow okay well why why are they saying that i, I think we really owe it to ourselves as christians and as american citizens to ask that question why are why are some people concerned other people who have like native american backgrounds for example are saying no we're fine with it okay why are they saying that you know that, that these are the types of conversations i think we can have without necessarily you know jumping to conclusions because unfortunately you and i know this i mean we know this all too well 
the two most popular forms of exercise in the body of Christ are running off at the mouth and jumping to conclusions. And so I, I think that we really owe it to ourselves and to those around us to do a little deep dig. So we're going to do that coming up in hour number two of the Bottom Line Show, so I want to share that with you. Uh, also, today is Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show, and one of the things I love about Movie Monday, and I know you do too, is being able to have a conversation about movies that are coming out. And um, today's Movie Monday is going to center on The Chosen. Now, I know you're probably saying, wait, The Chosen? That's the TV show, isn't it? I mean, the story of Jesus is told through the eyes of the disciples and the apostles and people who knew them. It's kind of unconventional in that it looks like what we've been taught, but sometimes they have, you know, more casual exchanges and, you know, dialogue that, that don't sound terribly, you know, religious or pious or even sometimes respectful. Um, well, Dallas Jenkins is the creator of The Chosen. And I had the privilege this past summer, uh, The Chosen invited some members from the press to come to their new uh, sets. They've got a new location where they shoot. The first couple of years, they were all over the world looking for places to shoot. Uh, you know, some places it was just, uh, we want to be authentic. Let's tr choose as close to the Holy Land as we can. In some cases, it was, okay, where are there no COVID restrictions? Because we've got to get this done. They found a place in Midlothian, Texas, which is just south of Dallas, uh, that is a, a big campsite, that about 12,000 acres, I believe, and it is a, a, a home site for a campground that's run by the Salvation Army. And the Salvation Army uses it as a retreat center, a training center, this, that, and the other thing. Well, as you can imagine, during COVID, they got no bookings. So they were really just kind of scrambling, saying, we need to put this land to use. That's when Dallas Jenkins and his team found out about it. And they said, hey, you know, we would love to rent most of it. Not all of it, but most of it. And we'll build some sets on here. And, uh, and, and then when we're done, we'll rent it for about four years. We'll finish shooting all of the rest of the uh, uh, five remaining seasons of The Chosen. And then, um, then we'll leave all the sets when we're done. And so it's really beautiful what they've done there on the set because what they're doing is they've got, a, uh, uh, they've got set designers, builders, carpenters, that nature, who are actually building these sets. But then they've got these educational experts people who've done archaeological digs and have biblical history backgrounds, and they're recreating uh, first century Rome, first century Jerusalem, Nazareth, that, that type of stuff. So what you see is, hey, here's a little area that we've made to look like the Mount of Olives and the Garden of Gethsemane, and this is what it actually did look like. Or here's a tax collector's booth, like Matthew would have been, you know, one of the tax collectors, uh, would actually still, you know, have been collecting taxes in. And it was just really cool to be able to spend time walking the set. We spent a couple of days out there, got a chance to meet several members of the cast and do some interviews with them. We got a lot of video and a lot of audio. And ever since they've been sending it back, uh, my faithful producer, Tamara Comito, has been working like crazy to get this stuff up and ready for you. Well, the good news is The Chosen Season 3 has a release date, and it is theatrical. So... Coming up at the bottom of the hour here on our Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show, uh, you're going to hear a couple of conversations I have with a couple of cast members. Uh, Giovanni Cairo, who plays Thaddeus, and also Elizabeth Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene, uh, were two of the cast members I got to sit down with on set and have a really great dialogue with them. And then um, you're also going to hear about a fantastic giveaway opportunity that we have for you here on this Movie Monday. We have 
four outstanding resources, actually make that five because we have a devotional book too, that I was able to bring back with me from the chosen set. And those are going to be our giveaways today here on Movie Monday. So have our number handy, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. We're going to have a drawing for each of these giveaways. And so I encourage you to call right now if you want to get your name in line. We've got five outstanding resources from the movie. The, well, I, see, I'm getting ahead of myself here. We've got to take a break. I'll tell you more about what's going on with The Chosen and also a new survey that's fascinating because it talks about how many people are getting their... It's a common comment that we hear from bottom line listeners. Now there's a new survey that actually proves what's happening in the media with regard to who's getting their news from where. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Want to continue receiving income into retirement with little market risk? Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Services can help you secure a permanent income and benefits addressing your risk tolerance with professional advisory knowledge. You have a large 401k or IRA as your retirement nest egg. How about a four-dimensional plan that will pay you and your spouse income for life without stock market risk? How about we include inflation benefits so your income goes up annually? How about we include extra income benefits for long-term care? And if you need one or both, you both have it. That's right, permanent income inflation benefits, long-term care benefits with no market risk. We have put over $50 million of our clients' money in the 4D account in the last few years. These clients are sleeping way better at night. Learn more when you call Wilson Financial today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and it's so grateful that we're uh, focusing this week. The Movie Monday uh, spotlight is turned on The Chosen and uh, some film that I was able to get. I guess it was film. Well, video I was able to get on the set. It was kind of cool. The folks at 130A, great publicity group that uh, is handling stuff for The Chosen. We've known each other for a long time. They sent me an invite uh, back in July and said, hey, how would you like to come out? We're having a group of journalists on the set. Uh, for a couple of days, would you like to be part of it? I said, sure. So they sent me a ticket. I got to fly to Midlothian, Texas, just south of Dallas, and uh, uh, and visit at the set. And so they gave me a camera guy, and I got to walk around the set. Matter of fact, once that's all ready, as we get closer to release date for season three, Tamara's going to have that up at myhopenow.com and thebottomlineshow.com. You can watch my little mini documentary that we made. Uh, with my camera guy, Silas, who did a fantastic job, and, of course, Tamara doing the final uh, post-production on this. It's, it's going to be really great. But today is Movie Monday, and the special announcement I have for you today is that The Chosen Season 3 has a premiere date of the end of November. That's when you can stream it. If you went to Angel Studio site or use The Chosen app for streaming it, Season 3 will premiere at the end of November. Now, the reason I'm kind of nebulous about that date is... Because here's the Movie Monday part. Episode 1 and 2 of The Chosen, Season 3, will be airing in theaters starting Friday, November 18th. Now, that is really, really good news. Um, They did a Christmas special. Maybe you saw it um, last December. And they had a two-day Fathom Events uh, event scheduled. They sold out those two days. They started adding more screens. And eventually, you know what happened? Uh, They wound up... It was so popular, it, it was stayed in theaters all the way through New Year's Day. And so they took a look at that and said, wow, I mean, people are really hungry for season three of The Chosen. Let's go ahead and bring this to the big screen. So Fathom Events, once again, is partnering with The Chosen. 
Uh, tickets go on sale for the debut, the premiere of se- Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. It releases on Friday, November 18th, which is the Friday right before Thanksgiving week. And uh, I, I can't recommend this season and series high enough. Now, I mentioned I got a chance to tour the set. And I don't know, in all honesty, what episode number I was watching. We were watching a rather intense scene just outside of it, you know, watching on a monitor while they're indoors filming this uh, this dialogue. But it's really cool. And we have chosen swag to give away. They gave us some really nice gifts to bring back to you as bottom line listener. And so here's what we're going to do. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, you're going to hear the two interviews for today that I was able to get on set with... Uh, uh, with Elizabeth Tabish, who plays uh, Mary Magdalene, and also uh, Giovanni uh, Cairo, who plays Thaddeus. And the phone lines are open right now if you want to get your name in the drawing, because we have five resources to give away. We have a baseball cap for the Chosen. It's that kind of teal color with the Chosen logo. We have, uh, Teresa tells me that it's called a bucket hat. You know, the kind of hat like you wear on a fishing boat or something like that. It's black and then has that rim, broad rim all the way around it. Black with the Chosen logo and teal on that. We have a tote bag from The Chosen that's a big old teal thing. And this is something you can take shopping. Hey, Todd, it's the kind of bag Todd takes with him to Trader Joe's every Wednesday. Todd Stickler, our operations manager. Every Wednesday, like clockwork, Todd takes a lunch break and does his family's grocery shopping at Trader Joe's. The man's a machine. I love it. Um, we have a, so we have a Chosen tote bag to give away. And then we also have a DVD copy of season one of The Chosen. So if you want to get caught up and you want to just pop it on in and play through those episodes, you can do that as well. 800-227-5278. It's our Movie Monday giveaway, The Chosen, all things Chosen. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 the number that gets you through to the bottom line. We also have a devotional book from uh, based on season two uh, that's available as well. So we've got five different Chosen uh, programming programs uh, pieces, if you will, uh, for you to have a look at. And I uh, encourage you to uh, give us a call right now, get your name in the drawing. Uh, We'll be giving away all five of those during the broadcast today. 800-227-5278. Crystal and Teresa are taking your calls. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, What are the comments that comes through when people call the bottom line show? And I'm really grateful for everyone who listens to the program. We've got so many affiliates now. We're, we, we're up to 31 different market, markets covered by the Bottom Line Show. Uh, we've got, I mean, we're blessed to have three 50,000-watt AM signals that cover us, uh, KBRT, our flagship affiliate in Southern California, uh, for all of L.A., Orange County, Ventura County, um, San Bernardino and Riverside and San Diego counties. Uh, and I'm doing this today here, mentioning this today here on the broadcast because it's a holiday and I realize that a lot of people who you might have been listening to another radio station in town and hit the scan button because you got so tired of listening to those people and you landed on our station. So if you're new to the broadcast, that's why I like to do this on holidays. Um, KCBC, our affiliate in the Bay Area, 50,000 watts out of Central Valley that goes all the way up past the state capitol. Uh, KLTT, our affiliate in Denver, 50,000 watts there that covers the entire state AM 670 
and gets into we've got a couple listeners in Wyoming too guys hope you're enjoying the program today and then KLDC um, supplemental coverage for Denver we've been on uh, AM 1220 for five years now in our sixth year and uh, and uh, I'm so grateful for Terrence Cross our uh, our man there in Denver Terrence has been holding down the board uh, ever since we've been on there and I really appreciate the work that Terry does um, one of the comments that we get whenever you call in, if you're winning a prize or calling segment or something like that, one of the comments we get most often these days is this. Uh, besides the fact, I love your staff, I love your station, love your program, that's really good. We don't get too many people who get in the call-ins and tell us that they don't like us. <laughs> uh, those are the emails. That's where that comes. And if you have a differing opinion, please drop us a line at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll be happy to process that request as it comes in. But one of the most common things we're hearing from people these days is thank you for telling the truth. Thank you for being honest. Your reports are credible. Your reports are trustworthy. And I'm not saying that to pat us on the back, but rather to say that's the only way Crawford Broadcasting knows how to do broadcasting. I mean, if we are uh, professing faith in Christ and talking about the way, the truth, and the life, I mean, KBRT, our call letters we say, stands for biblical right and true. And it's not right or true because we say so or because the culture says so, but because God says so. But with the advent of social media, and I, I'm not an expert on this, but ironically, uh, one of the first times I ever got to have my name put on the cover of a book is an old book called Internet Protect Your Kids. Steve Arterburn and I wrote that book in 2007. And uh, keep your children safe from the dark side of technology. And back then when that book was published, to show you how out of date it is now, um, that book was published because parents were concerned about MySpace. Remember MySpace? Uh, I'll give Elizabeth and Crystal a, a moment to stop laughing and pick themselves up off the floor. <laughs> but literally, it went to print. Talk about horrible timing. The book went to print right as Facebook was opening up and saying, anybody can have a Facebook profile now. And that was it. So anyway, a printed bound book. If you, By the way, if you ever want a copy of it, we've got them at uh, here at the studio. And if you want, just give a call and let Teresa know you'd like a copy of Internet Protect Your Kids. And I'll be, I'll be happy to sign it for you and uh, send it on over because it's kind of a bit of a relic. But it underscored the fact that social media was becoming a thing. Pornography online was becoming a thing. Commerce online was becoming a thing. And it's amazing how many people from that point on started using the web and social media as their main source of news, their main source of information. And the more traditional, uh, more typically trustworthy sites like terrestrial radio stations like ours uh, were kind of in the minority. Well, Pew Research has done a new study. It was just released last week, and you will be pleasantly surprised to find out what a survey of over 12,000 respondents uh, asking the questions, where do you get your news? You'll be interested to find out what the answer is. <laughs> it's not what it has been over the past 10 years, that's for sure. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Clients love her. Insurance companies fear her. No other personal injury attorney knows the inner workings of insurance companies like Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. In a cutthroat industry where most attorneys don't even last five years, Stephanie Cover spent 20 years defending insurance companies, never compromising her integrity despite constant external pressure. During those 20 years, Stephanie Cover gained invaluable insight into the tricks of the trade. She knows more about your insurance policy than your adjuster does. Today, Cape Wright's personal injury attorney uses her unparalleled knowledge of the insurance company's playbook to call their bluff every time even earning the grudging respect from lawyers and adjusters who know they can't get anything by her. 
She used to defend them. Now she beats them at their own game. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. She knows the other side. Welcome back to this Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show, taking your calls at 800-227-5278 in anticipation of my interviews with Giovanni Cairo, who plays Thaddeus on The Chosen, and also Elizabeth Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene on The Chosen. Uh, we've got video and audio of those, by the way. I recorded them this past summer, and you'll see the video at myhopenow.com, and you'll hear the audio in just a moment. And we've got lots of Chosen stuff to give away. Pew Research, uh, I was talking about this earlier, was asking a survey of about 12,000 people this past summer, where do you get your news? And it was interesting because they asked people, you know, do you get your news from a digital device? Do you get it from an app? Do you get it from a social media place like Instagram or Twitter or something like that? And it's very interesting. Uh, The 17% of those who responded said that they often get their news from social media sites. 33% said they sometimes do. 29% said rarely, and the rest said never. Now, what's interesting is the people who said that they often get their news from social media is down. This is the second straight year in a row. It's gone from 23% in 2020 to 19% in 2021 to 17% today. It's very interesting. Now, if you are looking for social media sites that do have news, 82% of people are getting their news on YouTube. But when it comes to the number of people who are using more traditional forms of media, over 50% of Americans who get their news from so-called traditional services, over 50%, they're starting to become a trend that we're seeing here, and that is people are turning to sources like The Bottom Line Show, like Crawford Broadcasting Stations, like Defending the Truth with Bob Duco and Rush to Reason with John Rush. The, and I have to mention Neil Boron's name, too, because he'll get hurt. Neil Boron live in Buffalo. But these are where people are turning to, again, this is where you are turning to, to hear the straight scoop, to hear uh, conversation and dialogue that is edifying. You get analysis. We take as many different positions as uh, uh, not positions, but as many different sources as we can. We go balance. We're looking left, right, center. We then bring clarity, which then leads you to discernment and edification. And that's the bottom line on why we do what we do. That's the reason why the program's called The Bottom Line. So I'm grateful that you've tuned in today. I'm grateful for those who are calling in at 800-227-5278. A special edition of Movie Monday. We're celebrating the fact that The Chosen, the TV show, will be in theaters November 18th with episode one and two of season three. They're going to make that premiere happen before releasing it on their app and on their website. So I encourage you to buy tickets when they become available on on October 25th. And listen to the Bottom Line Show. We'll have tickets to give away as well. All right, my conversations from the chosen set coming up next as the Bottom Line continues. Newport Bay Mortgage will steer you in the right direction toward the truth about reverse mortgages. Owner Cliff enjoys educating every client and wants to debunk the misconceptions you may have heard. You'll see that an FHA-approved reverse mortgage gives you financial freedom. You can use it to pay bills, cover unexpected expenses, or watch your children and grandchildren enjoy themselves while you're still alive. Cliff informs you of the facts. Drawing from his 40 years of reverse mortgage experience, you must be 62 years or older for the FHA program and at least 55 for a conventional high-volume program. 
It doesn't affect any credit score points and can even be refinanced after one year. When considering ways to enjoy your liquidity in, before, or for retirement, you need Newport Bay Mortgage. Contact Cliff today. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse. That's kbrightradio.com slash reverse or 714-741-8080. NMLS 332959. Newport Bay Mortgage, an equal opportunity housing lender. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show on this Monday edition of the program. And during the month of October, it's Movie Monday. By the way, happy Columbus Day for all of you who are celebrating today. This is a holiday for you. I'll have some thoughts on Columbus Day coming up in the final part of the program. And for our KCBC audience, you'll catch that tonight on the Bottom Line Show Extra at 7 p.m. But since we're all together here as a network right now, it's Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show, and I love Movie Mondays. They give us so many opportunities to win free stuff, <laughs> but also to talk about great Christian film projects that are going to be releasing in theaters in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, this next uh, Today's Movie Monday uh, ap- entry, if you will, is actually not a movie per se, but it's going to have a theatrical release. Now, raise your hand if, if you're driving. I know a lot of people listen to the program in the car. If you're driving, keep one hand on, on the wheel, and the other hand you can raise if you want to, if you have seen or heard of The Chosen. This is Dallas Jenkins' outstanding uh, television-based series that was completely crowdsourced, uh, launched online, t- caught fire during the pandemic, and uh, they've, been, they've done two full seasons now. I think it's about eight episodes per season. And uh, they've been streaming them through Angel's uh, video, the Angel Studios uh, streaming site, and a variety of other places. Last year at Christmas time, The Chosen did a Christmas special. They took one of their Christmas-themed uh, programs out of the. I mean, it's basically it's the telling of the of the Gospels. Basically, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, uh, representation of that. I had a chance to visit the set a couple of months ago and kind of walk through old Jerusalem and Rome and stuff, and it's, it's actually in Midlothian, Texas. But nonetheless, it was a lot of fun. At Christmas time last year, you'll recall that The Chosen took one of the episodes that was themed more around the birth of Jesus, more of the Christmas story, and they brought in some extra music, and they made a big special out of it. They released it via Fathom Events in theaters. And lo and behold, they were going to do it for two days, like a Tuesday and a Wednesday or a Wednesday and a Thursday. It wound up being so popular, it stayed in theaters throughout the entire month of December, became a huge box office smash. So this year, season three of The Chosen has finally wrapped. They're getting ready to release it, and they will be releasing season three of The Chosen, I believe, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, November 25th, or it might be even later in the month than that. The reason I mentioned that, kind of nebulously about the times is they are going to release season three episodes one and two theatrically in theaters on november 18th and so that's why today uh, we could finally officially tell you all this good news and i've got a couple of interviews that i did from my visit to the set of the chosen back in august um, a couple of uh, the cast members were kind enough to stop by, and they actually we shot video of this on a really nice uh, uh hollywood-style set and so uh, today we're going to give you a chance not only to hear that com- those conversations, but also to win some chosen swag. I've got a teal fabric tote bag with the chosen logo on it. I've got a teal baseball cap with the chosen logo on it. I've got a black bucket hat with the chosen logo on it. And I have a DVD of the entire season one of The Chosen that we'll be giving away today 
here on Movie Monday here on the bottom line. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line show. Let's get into our conversations right now. First and foremost, we'll start out with Giovanni Cairo. Uh, Giovanni plays Thaddeus in The Chosen, and here's my conversation with him on set from a couple of weeks ago on the special edition of The Bottom Line. On the set here at The Chosen, looking at season three and having had a chance to walk the set, see what it's all about, and now getting a chance to talk with some of the stars of the show, uh, Giovanni Cairo plays Thaddeus, and it's great to get to know you, Giovanni. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Roger. Great great to have you here, man. It's great to talk with you. Yeah, really, really. Talk about well, how'd you get into acting? I mean, what what led you there? I mean, cause I know you're kind of a sports guy and everything, but uh, you know, acting doesn't always follow through with that. Right, right. No, no, no. I, you know, I played sports all my life, and the boring answer is I was very, very shy growing up. So I hated talking in front of people. And my high school counselor was like, "Well, you need a speech class to graduate." And I begged her to, you know, try to get me out of that. And she's like, "You can take speech, debate, or uh, radio and TV." And I always had a love for 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 movies and films uh, growing up. Really, really enjoyed it, um, but I never thought about it as a career. So uh, joined the the class my junior year, and we got to create our own scripts and and go in front of the camera. And I never felt tension. I just felt like I could express myself and be free and connect with with people and tell a story. Um, um, and then senior year, I took the advanced class and. Uh, Fast forward to college is when I, I really started studying professionally with a coach outside of school. And, uh, you know, thankfully, those little steps led to the one I'm at right now with uh, with this family on The Chosen. So yes. Yeah, and I'm glad you called it a family. I mean, we were on the set yesterday watching some of the scenes being shot, and you just feel it with the crew. I mean, there's there, there's no drama. I mean, it's, it's it's real, man. It's it's it. This isn't fake. This isn't just going to work with coworkers. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoy being around these guys even when we're not filming we have a huge whatsapp group and like on the off season and when we're you know we always keep each other intact and uh communicating and and when we're you know in the same town we get together it's you know it's just never boring with these guys yeah and and that's exciting too thaddeus obviously one of the 12 uh, disciples um but as one of my theologian friends would say you might find his name on the cleaner pages of your new testament because he doesn't get all the press that everyone else does What's it like for you, you know, stepping into that role, knowing, okay, I'm not Andrew, I'm not John, you know, I'm not Peter, but Thaddeus is a part of the 12 too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think at the very beginning, it was kind of like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's not one of the disciples people really know. Um, but very quickly, very, very quickly, I felt honored to, to give uh, a disciple that's not known very much a voice and, and to bring that into to people's minds. The writers, you know, Dallas, Tyler, and Ryan, Ryan, they do such a good job at making each of these characters specific. So Thaddeus is very much, a, you know, a peacemaker, a supporter, wants everybody on the same page, and he has a really loving heart that he leads with. Um, so I thought that was really unique and cool to be able to dive in and lean into that myself and, and try to relate to, to people watching. So I'm really honored to be able to give Thaddeus a voice so people can get to know him because he is someone who, who walked the earth and followed Jesus and he's someone who really lived. So, uh, you know, his name deserves to be out there. Yeah, it certainly does. It, it, it feels like a natural fit for you with your personality and looking at the faith journey, you know, so many different people. I mean, I, 
Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not. I mean, I don't feel like you're acting. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it, well, it's 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 it's. I think it's a blend because the writers do do a great job, and I'm able to to because he's he's not as known. I can bring as much of myself into it, but he's inspired me to be better every day, okay. um, which I'm very blessed with. When did you guys know? I mean, season one, season two. I mean, you're working on season three right now, and this is the, the everyone around here saying the honeymoon's over. This is when it start. It starts to get real, uh, to use the vernacular of the day. When did you know, as part of the cast, that you guys were onto something? For me personally, definitely nothing during season one. I would say, um, I think probably midpoint to when season two was released. Because I think that's when we started seeing more of a global interest in it, you know, getting messages from from all over the world, Uh, you know, Brazil, Italy, the Philippines, uh, Canada, Mexico, everywhere, you know, people were starting to to really catch on um, and express how much it meant to them in personal ways. So when that started happening, um, I think a lot of us kind of looked at each other being like, oh, this is this is bigger than we thought it was going to be. but I think as artists, too, we aspire to be something way bigger than ourselves that can impact people in a positive way. And uh, I'm just so blessed to be part of this, you know, because you don't, you, you don't always get that chance. Right, right. I can totally tell. I mean, I, you, I sense it just in our meeting here in the room, and you can sense it on the set. You can sense it with everything that's going on, you know, in terms of the response. And I'm not surprised that half the audience is international. Um, you grew up in Michigan, and Michigan, I mean, for, even for guys, California guys like me, we like to think of ourselves as being so diverse, but people don't realize Michigan's kind of an international hub. I mean, that seems yeah. like you were kind of living at your, your childhood, if you will. Yeah, doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah at, at, and I, I've been able to go back to my hometown, Livonia, Michigan, and connect with friends and family that I haven't seen in, in quite some time. So to bring the chosen to them too is, has been a, has been amazing. That was the next question: was uh, what's it like for your family? What's it like for you personally? I mean, how how has this? I, mean, I can see how it's inspired you and it's emboldened you and and, and strengthened you. How's it changed you? That's oh man, it's it's deepened my relationships like crazy. It's uh. You know, with Thaddeus, you know, since he is such a peacemaker and and really dives into connections, as you can see with Matthew, his friendship, their friendship kind of grows as the seasons of The Chosen go on, Um, and it will more in season three as well. Um, It's made me dive into my friendships and my family relationships just just even more. Um, And I'm just I'm just really blessed. It's something I I don't think I've ever taken for granted, but it's 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 something that I cherish even more. Yeah. With what the world has gone through in the past couple of years, it just seems like The Chosen was, this is perfect timing for a show like this. Well, I think we're all, you know, I think we're here and, and really human connection is just so important. I think that's why, you know, we're here. We're built on connection. That's, we, we, we yearn for that. We strive for that. And what The connection and what the Chosen does so well is that it's so relatable. And you can see parts of yourself in each of these characters, no matter what circumstances they're going through. But, you know, in what other series do you see Jesus dancing with his disciples right. at a wedding or uh, or shedding tears of, of joy or, or sadness or cracking jokes? Um, you know, the humanistic element to it, it, I think people can really relate to. And I know when I'm watching a show, I, wanna, I want to relate to the characters I'm watching. Um, and to be able to do that and see yourself in these characters, I think is really special The Chosen does. In 45 seconds, what can we anticipate to see from Thaddeus and the whole cast in season three of The Chosen? Stakes are way higher, surprises uh, that I think people are really gonna enjoy and and be on the edge of their seats for, and uh, 
like you said, the honeymoon's over, and uh, you know the disciples are really going to have to come to terms with what it really means to follow Jesus in this season. So uh, it's going to be great, but it's going to be intense for people. Giovanni Cairo plays Thaddeus on The Chosen. Season 3 is about to drop soon, and check your local listings for when it's going to be and where it's going to be. Giovanni, great to get to know you. Thank you. Roger, great to get to know you too, man. And that concludes my conversation with Giovanni Cairo, who plays Thaddeus in The Chosen. And today here on Movie Monday on The Bottom Line Show, we are pleased to announce that The Chosen Season 3 will actually have a theatrical release. It'll be in movie theaters on Friday, November the 18th. They're going to air Episodes 1 and 2. It's a Fathom Events event. Tickets will be available for sale in another week or so, but we have swag to give away from The Chosen, a couple of Chosen hats, a really nice Chosen tote bag, and the DVD of Season 1 one of the chosen in its entirety uh, you can give uh, you can give our staff a call right now crystal and Teresa are answering the phones 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line we'll take a quick break and on the other side of this break my conversation with elizabeth tabish who plays mary magdalene from the set of the chosen that's coming up next as the bottom line continues Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and it's all about The Chosen today. Season 3 of The Chosen releasing on Friday, November 18th in theaters. You can get your tickets starting October 25th, but we've got Chosen swag to give away. 800-227-5278, the number to call to get you through to the bottom line. Let's continue now with my on-set interviews, uh, this time conversation with Elizabeth Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene in The Chosen. On the set of The Chosen, season three is in production, season four is being scripted, and you can't tell the story of The Chosen without Mary Magdalene. Liz Tavish is with me here today on the program. Liz, it's good to, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank this you for having exciting. me. This is an exciting time, isn't it? I mean, with all the hubbub of the season uh, that's really taking shape, and this is the pivotal year, isn't it? This is where, I mean, people have gotten... Uh, pretty familiarized with the characters now, and you could almost just kind of set into a, I think Hollywood might say, okay, let's make seasons three, four, and five pretty similar so we don't lose our audience, but you guys are turning corners with every episode, it seems like. Every episode, every season, it just keeps growing and growing, and, and uh, this season especially, I think, is is just incredible. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Any big surprises you want to let us in on right away? I would love to tell you all the big surprises, but I can't. <laughs> There's people sitting around us saying, no, no, don't do that. Don't I'll do get that. get fired. Uh, you play the iconic role of Mary Magdalene, and there's absolutely no pressure <laughs> because no, no one's formed any sort of opinion about her going right. into this, too. Well, how, how did you block out oh. you know, the public perception and say, God, how yeah, am I going to play was, this role? I mean, there, there have been so many depictions of her and then so much speculation about her. And I think it it could have been easy to, to get wrapped up in all of that and try to, you know, um, be very, like, specific about making my mark on this character. But, but honestly, like, the writers just wrote such a beautifully rich and, like, realistic depiction of, of, of a woman who was has gone through so much pain and is redeemed. And, and that in and of itself, I think, was, was this very uh, new perspective on Mary, which is funny because that's actually what is biblically accurate. Um, right, yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't even realize that she had been possessed by demons, that that Jesus cast them out. Like, I, I don't know how I missed that in, in Bible studies when I was younger, but like, but uh, they really, they created this beautifully, you know, um, 
realistic backstory for her that I just, as an actor, just focused on the writing, just focused on what they gave me. And, you know, I had my own opinions about Mary, um, and they've been pretty much in line with the way they've been writing the character. So it, it was very easy to, to just focus on that instead of like, well, is she Jesus's wife or was she a prostitute and all these things that everyone seems very, you know, <laughs> excited to analyze. But like, you know, the chosen is is focusing on something I think a little more realistic. It seems like The Chosen is getting people away from their stereotypes or maybe the things, especially I grew up in church, so you know I know the stories, the flannel board, all that stuff. But when you get to the point where you begin to realize these are real people and they had real emotions, and the way you portray this, it's kind of, this is your lane, this is your sweet spot as a filmmaker, as a director, as someone who studied both theater and, uh, and film. Uh, talk about how you know, you're not only having the camera look at you, but the camera's kind of looking back at the audience. I mean, I... <laughs> My uh, filmmaking was really, I, I haven't done it in a few years, but I was focused on female characters and, and presenting them in more realistic ways. Uh, I was really, as an actress, very disappointed. My, you know, my background's in theater, so I was spoiled with all these wonderful female characters written in for the stage. And, um, you know, they had complex psychological issues and emotional depth and and then I, you know, I went out into the TV and film world and was pretty disappointed with the quality of female characters. They were a little one-dimensional. And um, and in the same way, I think a lot of biblical projects have made their characters a little one-dimensional. Um, and so to be able to play this character that is fully three-dimensional and, 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 and is very complicated and, and human um, has been such a gift. Um, to be able to do that as an actress, but also in my filmmaking or filmmaker's mind, I'm like, this is finally a really, really strong female character that isn't just, you know, strong because she's, you know, a superhero. She's just human, um, but has, you know, very um, realistic qualities that we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. I think people are watching The Chosen and seeing the reality of the life of Christ and those who were around him in a fresh new way, which is encouraging. And it's got to be eye-opening for some people. What kind of feedback do you get from your viewers, especially with regard to the fact that a lot of people read scripture and they see it a certain way. Then they watch The Chosen and they say, wow, women were oh, yeah. a big part of Jesus' ministry and they didn't even yeah. really realize Yeah, I, I mean, it, Jesus was the first person he revealed himself to was a woman, the woman at the well. And then Mary, mm -hmm. at, you know, at the resurrection, like women were a huge part of his ministry. And this season, especially, we're we're sort of stepping into the roles that everyone is more familiar with. Uh, Mary and some of the other women are helping with um, financing the ministry, which is something that we know from the Bible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's uh, I think a lot of people are there's so much in the Gospels that we forget somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just mm -hmm. packed full yes. of so many stories and so many details in one sentence, like, you know, Mary, who Jesus cast seven demons out of, like, that in and of itself, that's a whole story. That's a whole episode, you know, <laughs> right. because right, it's right. just written in, in, you know, text. Sometimes we don't use our imagination enough to, like, expand on the reality of what that would look like. And so I think that's exactly what The Chosen is doing, is expanding these 
truths in the Bible that that you know, and, and making them um, sort of experiential for us. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you're a writer and director, uh, you work in the film, and in addition to being in front of the camera, behind the camera too. What's it like working with a guy like Dallas Jenkins oh, on the he's set? He's just incredible. He's such an actor's director. He's really intuitive. Um, he can tell. I think when they're when I have like a block to get to an emotional place, he always says the right thing to to direct the scene and and where he wants it to go. It's very nuanced direction. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I'm grateful as an actor for that. But then also as a director, I'm like learning from him as mm -hmm. well. And mm -hmm. and hopefully for any future projects that I direct, I'm sure I'll be inspired by him. What is your hope? I mean, now that we've turned the corner, it's familiar. Seasons yeah. one and two are done. We're in season three where there's going to be some plot twists, even though and people are reading along at home, right? I mean, not with the script, but obviously <laughs> right? got, they know what's got your happening. Yeah. Open. yeah. Yeah, what, what is your hope for this season? Not just for your character. I mean, if you have, if that's a part of it, yes, but for the whole process. I think, you know, people have been so reticent to, to give The Chosen a chance, <laughs> even though it's it's blowing up across the world, like, and, and it's really through word of mouth because, you know, there's, there's we're not Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Right, so it's, right. it's really, it, people are having to like trust their friends and neighbors to, to actually, you know, sitting down and watching a show takes time out of I your, life, of your and, life and, you know, mm -hmm. it's an investment. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing how it's, how it's growing and, and I'm hoping that this season is, you know, there are familiar enough stories and really iconic stories from the gospel that people will hear are happening in this season. So I think I'm hoping that anyone who hasn't seen it, that has been wanting to see it, will want to watch it because of, you know, they'll they'll find out through the grapevine all of these really incredible moments in this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you as a performer to know that there are so many people who are literally invested in this? <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not just right. talking about people who watch every week, but literally, you know, putting up money to make this thing I happen. I really try not to think about that. <laughs> there are so many points uh, and thoughts that I've, I have definitely gone through that have made me nervous and anxious to to do it right or to you know to not mess up and it's so easy to get in my head over those things and so I'm learning anytime I have a thought like that I just I try to let it go completely and just focus on my job which is to show up and do the role and bring my heart to it and have my lines memorized. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's always helpful. Um, so, you know, I try to, to, to simplify it. Otherwise, I think I would probably <laughs> get mm -hmm. really nervous. Um, yeah. But it is really, you know, it's also um, wonderful. And I'm grateful to know that so many people are, are behind this project and believe in it and believe in us. Yeah. How satisfying is it for you? as an actress, as a director, as a, someone who's involved in this process, to see not only your part you know, growing and developing, but also to see the impact this is having worldwide, I, it's, this it's project. It's just incredible. I, I, I pinch myself, and I also, it's hard for me to believe because not that long ago, I was ready to quit ready to acting. Quit. I was mm. ready to give it up. Um, I, I could not see a future in it for me. Um, and so this is... a you know, a literal dream come true. Uh, and I'm, I'm just constantly grateful. I think that's wonderful. And it's evident in your performance. Liz Tavish plays Mary Magdalene in season three and all the entire series of The Chosen. Thanks for Thank being with us today. You so Thank you so much.
And that concludes my conversation with Elizabeth Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene in The Chosen, season three, making its debut in theaters this time. They'll air episodes one and two starting Friday, November 18th in theaters, and tickets are available starting October 25th through Fathom Events. We have Chosen Swag to give to you, uh, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, number to get you through to the bottom line. We have a DVD of all of season one in its entirety. Uh, we've got a great chosen tote bags that kind of teal color with chosen logo on it. We've got a come and see hat. We've got a chosen hat. I mean, we've got all sorts of things for you to win. So it's Movie Monday. Get your chosen stuff right now. 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, you let them see the ultrasound image and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far, for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now, it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption, and the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. My thanks again to Elizabeth Tavish, who plays Mary Magdalene, and Giovanni Cairo, who plays Thaddeus in The Chosen, for spending time with me on the set at The Chosen a couple months ago. The Chosen Season 3 will be streaming starting at the end of November, but it's Movie Monday here on The Bottom Line Show, and The Chosen uh, Season 3 Episodes 1 and 2 will be on the big screen in theaters starting Friday, November 18th. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line, our Movie Monday giveaways um, involving the Chosen and, and all the swag we've got. We've got a Chosen bucket hat, you know, kind of like the Gilligan's Island style hat. It's black. It looks really cool. Then we have a teal kind of baseball cap with the Chosen logo on it. A Chosen tote bag. It's a good old-sized thing. You should carry your groceries or do whatever. And a DVD copy of Season 1. Now, we're not giving one person all four of those. We're going to have at least four winners here. So it's Movie Monday. And for those who call to get through and, and, and don't get one of the Chosen swag pieces, remember, we also have copies of the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Matthew uh, DVDs that we're also giving away today as well on Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. All right, lots of fun, and keep those calls coming in. As we continue, uh, today is Columbus Day, and we're going to take a look at the history of Columbus Day uh, through maybe a different perspective than perhaps you thought about. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. It's not only Movie Monday, but of course, it's also uh, Columbus Day. It's a federal holiday, so I hope you're enjoying your holiday day as you're uh, enjoying The Bottom Line show. And if you are tuning into The Bottom Line show today, 
to, because you had time off on your regular work day. Uh, maybe you're out driving around doing something else and you listen to our flagship station, KBRT or KBRT 1240 in San Diego, KLDC in Denver, uh, wherever, or KCBC in the uh, Bay Area as well. Um, KCBC listeners are listening to this segment on the Bottom Line Show Extra, um, which happens at the end of the uh, broadcast day around 7 p.m. But thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for being a part of uh, who we are and what we do. Uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, today being Columbus Day, it's also Movie Monday. We're still taking your calls at 800-227-5278. We have uh, quite a few items that I brought back with me from my visit to the set of The Chosen. Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2 will be releasing in theaters on November 18th. Tickets will be available on uh, October 25th. Our friends at Fathom Events are hosting these uh, screenings and so of course that means that we will since we are friendship with fathom events we'll have some tickets to give away once those become available but to whet your appetite um, we've got the uh, chosen swag uh, at uh, 800-227-5278 five different uh, resources we're giving away one of them is a baseball cap teal with chosen logo on it one of them is a bucket hat kind of like a fishing hat it's black that is the chosen logo and teal Uh, one's a a tote bag that's teal and just looks really green and environmentally friendly. Um, <laughs> we have a DVD of The Chosen Season 1 uh, that's in the prize package as well, and also um, uh, a devotional book that's based on Season 2. Um, we're giving each of these away individually, by the way. This isn't one big package thing. And if you don't get into that drawing, we still have copies of The Gospel of John and The Gospel of Matthew on DVD as well. So we're, we're keeping it all Bible-related as far as that goes. And I, I think that's for good reason, because a lot of people have their opinions about The Chosen, and they're kind of concerned that maybe it might water down or take liberty with Scripture a little bit. I've not found that to be the case. There are times when they focus a little too much on certain um, you know, idiosyncrasies about Scripture that I wouldn't have spent that much time on, but I'm not making it. Uh, I'm not making the progress of uh, the program. And then there are times when they've reached out to other pe- fac- uh, factions, if you will, within uh, people who are professing faith in Christ, and that's that's concerned some folks. About, I mean, BYU television, the Mormon community, streams uh, The Chosen, and they, they think it's great. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping that people who are in the Latter-day Saints movement would see the real Jesus and kind of get rid of the Book of Mormon and just focus on the Bible. But nonetheless, I think it, it's a great conversation starter and um, and good for them for doing so. So, Lots of uh, conversation about The Chosen, and we're grateful that you have the opportunity to call in today on our Movie Monday and celebrate the uh, release of The Chosen Season 3. It's coming your way November the 18th in theaters uh, nationwide, and it's from our friends at Fathom Events. And uh, to celebrate that, 800-227-5278 gets you through to the bottom line show with all the swag, as they like to say, that we have to give away. Uh, Today's Columbus Day. And uh, there's a story that came up out of uh, uh, came up out of the uh, court system from the state of Texas that I think is kind of a, a perfect um, uh, perfect underscore of what's happening in the culture right now and why it's important for us to understand what in fact is actually happening. Um, many people in the United States understand the founding of America as um, uh, basically a uh, you know kind of a we know the story because this is what we were taught in school. You know, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I mean, that's the, that's the story, you know. You got the three boats, 
and uh, you know they they were looking for the new a uh, new way to India, and they wound up founding North America instead, and bada boom, bada bing. Oftentimes that story is told, and it does not tell the story of well, what did they find when they got there? Well, they found land, they found you know. Uh, rivers and lakes and hills and this that and the other thing some beautiful country but they also found people who were already there i mean that that is a part of the story and it's amazing to me how many of us in the body of christ for years will focus on the i'm sure glad christopher columbus uh discovered america because if they didn't then we wouldn't have the revolutionary war in england and all that stuff that made us a great nation and we're brothers and sisters let's be honest at the risk of sounding like somebody who's trying to be quote-unquote woke on this conversation, there's a lot more to the story. And oftentimes we just don't focus on it. It's kind of like when you are hearing that story told in your family for the nine zillionth time by your grandmother or your grandfather or whatever, and they'll tell you, you know, when your dad was a little boy, and they'll tell you this wonderful story about what a great kid your dad was, et cetera, et cetera, and how he was always the nicest, this, that, and the other thing. And then as you get older and you get a little more discernment, you pull dad over and say, hey, dad, what really happened that day? And dad will say, well, uh, you know, he, grandma left out a couple of details. And, you know, as we get older, we find that out. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll share a family story here uh, that uh, my sister and I discovered on Ancestry.com. We, uh, uh, my mom and dad are both 89 years young. They're wonderful people. And they were both only children. And so we were growing up. We didn't have cousins or aunts or uncles none of that stuff i'm not bitter but we just we didn't i mean we were the first set of like you know for both of them to say we got a boy and a girl and then another boy and wow there's three of them and two of us and they to be fair my mom and dad did a great job of modeling what a healthy marriage looks like they put their marriage as job one this was not a child focused marriage by any stretch of the imagination but as we got older, my sister's kind of the family historian, and she discovered uh, Ancestry.com. And so as she discovered it, um, my kids say she spent so much time on it, they used to call it AuntLinda.com, uh, which is, I think, really sweet. But she was digging through and finding all sorts of stuff. Now, to be fair, that site in particular will advertise itself as, hey, you're going to find out all sorts of things about your family. The reality is most of it is user-generated content, and that's kind of a fancy way of saying you find that stuff out because you put it in there. And if one of your relatives might find it, it's not like they're you know, culling the archives of the National Registry and stuff like that. They're really just relying on people who want to put their family story up there. And then, of course, the minions that work for them uh, steal all your family history stuff and they use it to track you and the government's out to get you. So I, I'm half kidding about that. Anyway, so we're digging through it, and we found some rather strange idiosyncrasies. You know, we found relatives that passed away before they were born. You know, some things weren't in, you know, according to the data. We found out we were connected to, you know, I think we might have had somebody on the Mayflower. You know, I mean, just, there's a lot of stuff that if you take everybody's family story to heart, that's what you get. But we discovered something interesting about my dad's family while we were on there, and that was that my grandmother and my grandfather, who were married for a little over 50 years before my grandfather passed away, had, there was some history between the two of them before they got married. And it turned out that my grandmother had been married before when she was very young. And it was a very short marriage. It was physical abuse and she had to get the heck out of there. But I remember my sister saying, hey, check this out. Grandma was married to somebody before grandpa. We're like, what? 
Why have I never heard this before? I mean, here I am nearly 60 years old. I never heard that story. And so my my sister was talking to my folks. I mean, it was, this was a while ago, so my, I wasn't quite 60. And uh, she was down visiting with them when they lived in San Diego. And, and she brought it up to them. And, and she told me, I'm going to ask him next time I see him. She came back and we were talking. I said, well, how did it go? And she said, I asked them the question. And I think it was my mom who turned to my dad and said, I knew Linda would be the one who figured it out. <laughs> and we said, what? Are you kidding me? It was crazy. But then they explained the whole story. And, you know, then the question was, well, why didn't you tell us? And their response was, well, did you really need to know? Would it have changed the way you looked at your grandfather? I mean, he loved my grandmother. They were married for 50 years. And, I mean, they were that kind of crunchy old couple, you know, mother, father, you know, that, that type of stuff. I think toward the end, my grandfather's snoring got so bad. Whenever we'd go spend the night with them, grandpa was in a different room because my grandmother couldn't sleep. So we'd kind of... Uh, crowd around her bed or whatever to try to make it work out but it was interesting because that reminded me of how often stories in history are told about certain legends as it were and they don't necessarily line up with the full reality of it but that's the story that's kind of serviceable and workable in your family and something tells me when it comes to americans and Christians in particular, and the founding of the United States of America, there's a lot of gaps that we just don't have answers for, and most of us really didn't care to think about it. You know, we, we think about the pilgrims coming over, we think about the first Thanksgiving, which we'll be celebrating next month, we think about the Revolutionary War, the Tea Party, and all that stuff, and then we just charge on in with the Declaration of Independence, and we miss the fact that when Columbus's team got here, Columbus didn't even actually set foot on North American soil. And North America is all of Canada and the U.S. and Mexico. And there have been border issues, you know, back and forth. And I'll tell you another story about that on the other side of this break. But as we think about the Columbus Day narrative that we have worked with for so many years, don't get me wrong, I still believe America is the greatest nation to ever be invented. And I do believe God's hand of providence has been on this nation. But as we celebrate a day like today, Let's take a step back and say we can appreciate what God has done and blessed us in spite of ourselves and make sure that we have the story straight. Let's talk about that a little more on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Let Wilson Financial Services help you identify proprietary financial strategies for your wealth that work for your life. Let's revisit our one-year CD. Had a client who had $500,000 of retained earnings in his corporation for the last three years. I said, if you'd have put that into this account three years ago, you'd have seventy-five dollars to $100,000 of interest versus what you have now, which is a nice round number. I had a client sell his house, had 450000 in the bank. I told him, is he really not likely to buy a house in the next 12 months? You want to leave this in the bank earning nothing? Or would you like to earn some interest on it over the next 12 months? So he said, how much? I said, well, how about between twenty and 30000 He says, zero versus twenty or 30000 Yeah, he says... I like the twenty or 30000 Sounds better. Aren't you tired of earning nothing with all the money you have in the bank? Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Analysis, balance, and clarity section today here on the program. And we're still taking your calls. We're still giving away that chosen stuff. Uh, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. We've got a chosen hat or two. 
We've got a copy of the DVD of Season 1 from The Chosen. We've got a tote bag. We've got a devotional book. And they are all in celebration of the anticipation of Season 3's release. And I'm grateful to Elizabeth Tavish and also uh, Giovanni Cairo, who play Mary Magdalene and Thaddeus, respectively. I had a chance to sit down with them on the set of The Chosen a couple months ago. We have video at myhopenow.com. We've got audio in our archives at thebottomlineshow.com. And we talked about season three, talked about the phenomenon of the show. And it was just, and then they sent me home with gifts. I mean, what great hosts. I can't, I can't argue <laughs> with that type of thing. Uh, season three, episodes one and two of The Chosen in theaters on uh, November 18th, by the way. Um, let's take a look at a, a story here as we are talking about Columbus Day here on The Bottom Line Show and the sanctity of human life. Um, the, we look about look at citizenship here in the U.S. and people who uh, come here and immigrate legally into the country really do have a sense of pride of citizenship. They like being Americans. They love what America stands for in spite of the history of America, which in often cases, you've got people coming into this country who might have relatives or ancestors that were kind of you know, beaten up for being here before. And then there's that second stream of people who come in illegally. And the question we've had in the U.S. for years and years has been, how do we reconcile the illegal immigration with the legal immigration? And, you know, let's face it, come hell or high water, America is still the place that everybody wants to come to. I mean, our net immigration into this country, legal or illegal, is still greater than the net migration from the country. People want to be here. And it's a great experiment. You know, people definitely want to be here and take advantage of it. But politicians on both sides of the aisle have kind of made a mockery of the immigration system. And uh, this story coming up on Columbus Day, I think, is so very important. Uh, on the Democrat side of the equation, it seems to be just let everybody in. We don't necessarily want them all to be called, quote unquote, citizens and have full rights and benefits of citizens. But we definitely want to have people here because if they get enough free stuff from us, they'll vote for us in the next election. Well, not to be outdone, the GOP, the Republican Party, will sit there and clutch their pearls and say, that's terrible. That's wrong. American citizenship citizenship is so important. Well, what's your solution to illegal immigration? Gosh, um, boy, that's a tough one because... In the back of their minds, you're thinking, hey, when people come here illegally and they take the jobs that other people don't want to take, um, then they'll work cheaper. And if they work under the table, so to speak, we don't care. I mean, case in point, our, our sister station in Birmingham, Alabama, can uh, be a testament to this. Uh, you don't think of Alabama as a border state, but they are with the Gulf of Mexico and everything like that. And they have a pretty good agricultural world there, too. Several years ago, there was a thing about E-Verify and whether or not people who were legal citizens or at least legal residents could work in Alabama. And they passed sleep, sweeping legislation that said only Americans or people who are legally qualified to be here can actually participate in the workforce there in the agricultural, in the agricultural world. They basically just kind of shut it all down to anybody who would, couldn't prove that they had a legal right to be there. And then they started running ads to try to find laborers to work the fields. And they were so strapped for workers that they wound up scrapping the law because they could not find American citizens or legal immigrants to come in there and do that manual labor. It's so far removed from the American psyche 
that it was problematic in Alabama. I mean, and that's just one case. And I realize there are other areas where, you know, cracking down on illegal immigration is is a good thing and it's, it's right and true. But we, we have to be intellectually honest about this and say there are some places where it has not worked out. So then there was 10 years ago, there was a big hue and cry, coincidentally, during the 2012 election, where the then president of the United States who was running for re-election was trying to curry favor with Hispanic voters. And so he invented a way for them to stay legally. Young kids who are brought here, maybe in infancy or one or two or three years of age, uh, brought here by their parents who immigrated illegally, those kids were raised here, and many of them did not know that they were here illegally. Um, most estimates have the number of people who are here under this order at around 800,000 or so. So the idea was, do you give them amnesty? It wasn't their fault. Do you deport them all? Some of them have gone on to high school and college, become productive members of society. Well, that's when the Obama administration invented something called deferred action for childhood arrivals. Remember DACA? Certain immigrants who came to the U.S. illegally but did so during their childhood would not be deported. Now, Congress could never pass this kind of reform, so the president actually introduced DACA back in 2012 in a memorandum through the Department of Homeland Security. Every two years, someone would register as a DACA. First, they tried calling them dreamers. That didn't fly. So the DACAs would come in and sign up the paperwork, and now they weren't going to be deported. So now they could get benefits, and now they could you know, get housing and grants and things like that and, and live as fairly productive citizens. I had a couple of people call the bottom line show when it was first upheld in court and said, hey, I'm a DACA, and this is great. But my response to them was, well, what happens when it t- it's time for citizenship? I mean, the thing about DACA is it literally was a dead end. Every two years, you have to keep re-registering, and you have a legal status is basically you're legally illegal. Not a pathway to citizenship, not a pathway to anything. It just basically freezes you in time. I thought it was one of the cruelest things you could do to these, these people. The politicians didn't mind because, quite frankly, it was always, don't forget, it was a Democrat president who did this for you. Well, in July of 2021, a federal judge in Texas by the name of Andrew Hannon declared that the DACA program was illegal. And so, of course, there was a challenge, went to the Supreme Court. Well, actually, they wanted to go to the Supreme Court. It wound up going to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And last Wednesday, the Fifth Circuit Court actually agreed with Judge Hannon. Basically, they said the DACA program is illegal. From here on out, no one is eligible to come into the program. But if someone's still in the program, they could still be in the program. When President Trump was in office, he vowed to overturn DACA and for whatever reason was not successful. Now, I don't know if it's because he didn't push hard enough or he couldn't find an attorney general who was willing to take the case up or whatever. It wasn't until July of 2021 that a Texas federal judge declared the program illegal. I'm not, I mean, let's face it, Donald Trump was in office from January 2017 till that infamous day in January 2021 and was not able to overturn DACA. Said he wanted to, but he didn't. Um, This lawsuit actually uh, that was ruled on in 2021 was first filed by Texas and some other states that had GOP leadership back in 2018, but it takes a while to walk this through. 
Now, here's the deal, though. The Biden administration, not paying any attention to the calendar whatsoever. It's amazing how they do all this during key election times. The Biden administration has a new, quote unquote, final rule that they determined or they announced back in August. They they designed it, as they say, to, quote, preserve and fortify DACA codes into existing policy. Just a few changes, but it will become an official federal regulation. It is set to be effective on Monday, October 31st. Gee, what happens the following week? Hmm, let's see. October 31st, the next day is November 1st, which is the first Tuesday in November, but it's the first Tuesday after the the first Tuesday after the first Monday and the first Monday. To so, so the election is officially November the 8th. But DACA is supposed to be codified and strengthened by the Biden administration one week before the election. What a swell guy. Well, unfortunately for the Biden administration, that isn't going to be the case, however. I'll tell you why on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, you let them see the ultrasound image and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption, and the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, Columbus Day edition of the program. A few minutes left to get calls in if you haven't had a chance to win one of the great gifts that we've been giving away for the chosen or the DVDs of the Gospel of John or Gospel of Matthew. 800-227-5278 is the number to call for that. Um, we're taking a look here on Columbus Day at just kind of a uh, an overview as to why it's important for us in the body of Christ to have a more holistic approach to the legacy of Christopher Columbus and what citizenship means. And I, uh, bringing in this uh, ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals last Wednesday that a U.S. District Judge, Andrew Hannon, who initially declared DACA illegal, now has the case back in his lap because the Biden administration is trying to codify more things. And now in light of the Fifth Circuit ruling that DACA is illegal, they're asking the lower court judge to rule on the Biden policy. And all signs are pointing toward he'll rule that that's illegal as well. So maybe, just maybe, for the benefit of those who are coming here, who are brought here illegally, and, and want to become American citizens, maybe, just maybe, we can not amnesty, but provide a clearer pathway to citizenship and blow up DACA, which leaves them frozen as legally illegal in the U.S. As we think about, though, uh, celebrating Columbus Day, you know, a lot of people 
know the story, the legend of 1492 and everything and kind of say, well, that's when America came into being because that was a discovery of the Americas. But we know there's North America and South America and Columbus was out looking for a passage to India, got knocked off course, and his team discovered what we now call North America. Columbus evidently never set foot on the soil. And when his team came, they found people who were already there, the Native Americans. Uh, is, is it possible that we've been celebrating the wrong guy all along? I mean, Leif Erikson knew that back from 300 years before. But then when you look at the American history, I mean, if you just pick and choose, well, the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower and they made friends with a few Indians and they had Thanksgiving. And then we, next thing you know, it's the Boston Tea Party and the American Revolution. And we won that war. And then, oh, 80 years after we became a country, we still had slavery and we had to deal with that. But pay no attention to the segregationist part of American history. You see where I'm going with this? This is not to try to pour cold water on America, but rather say, guys, we just need to open our eyes more and see what our whole history is. The whole story. It's just when my sister and I discovered that uh, uh, our grandma had been married before and no one bothered to tell us because, well, they didn't think it really mattered. If we want to tell the truth about how wonderful America is, we have to tell the truth about how horrible America has been. We're a people, and, and you know what? Every nation has its scars. We're sinful, fallen people. We live in a sinful, fallen world. Members of the clergy in the 1800s used to rip out the parts of the Bible that talked about, uh, you know, how it was not right to oppress other people and, you know, uh, masters to treat your slaves fairly. That, that was all gone. It was, if you were a slave, they wanted to keep you slaves. I mean, that racial inequality, segregationist laws, Sure, you're free, but we're going to make it impossible for you to be who you are. I mean, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is the aim of every American, but it has not been the goal. And it's interesting how oftentimes when we get to the point where we are kind of looking at the red, white, and blue and looking at our nation, I think of that Billy Joel song, Allentown, about a coal mining town where they literally ripped all the coal from the ground and the unions all walked away and they had nothing in the early 80s and I remember the bridge to that song he said every child had a pretty good shot to get at least as far as their old man got but something happened on the way to that place they threw an American flag in our face you know well don't complain because you don't have an industry anymore but because America and, you know, so don't question Columbus because America. Don't question the pilgrim issue. Don't question the name because America. And it doesn't mean we have to hate our country, but for crying out loud, can we at least tell the truth about it? I think when we as Christians will listen to people who say, hey, I got a gripe about July 4th. I got a gripe about these other days that we'll at least listen and hear their hearts and say, what's your story? And then hopefully they will listen when you say, you know, that's wild to me because that wasn't my experience at all. What does God tell us through his word in James about being quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger? It's amazing how when you are quick to listen and slow to speak, anger is diffused and a gentle word will turn away wrath, a truthful word too. A word to the wise for all of us here on this Columbus Day. That's the bottom line.